There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to the Digital Freemason Podcast for December 19th, 2005. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my journey through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge Number 59, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. If you're a returning listener, thank you for your continued comments and feedback. I always enjoy hearing from you, and I hope to see and hear from you more as we continue on our journey. If you're a new listener, welcome, and I hope you will enjoy what we have to offer here. My email box is always open, so that if you have any other pieces of Masonic education which you think might be useful in this podcast, please feel free to email them to me. As well, if you have any other ideas, thoughts, or feedback, my email is podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. I look forward to hearing from you as we journey through the digital library of Masonic education. The hue and cry of the fraternity always seems to include something regarding the dwindling number of members we have. In internet news groups, this is one topic that is sure to create a great deal of discussion. Usually it's more flame than heat. So it is, without question, something that gets a number of our brethren to express their passion and thoughts on this topic. The term quality, not quantity, is not new to any of us. If we were operative masons and our candidates were rough ashlers, would we use them to build the great cathedrals? If so, what state would those cathedrals, three and four hundred years later, be in? The same can be said about Freemasonry. We need to take time and ensure the candidates we permit to enter have the required qualities to make them, and in part, our fraternity, a structurally solid and viable organization that will continue well beyond our mortal years. So with that said, I'll get off my soapbox and get on with today's paper entitled, Not More, But Better Masons. It was written in 1951 by L.F. Walker, a past District Deputy Grand Master in Quebec. There are some lodges in the U.S. that boast that their lodge has memberships of over 2,000 and even more. In Montreal, we have quite a few lodges that have 500 members or more on their rolls. In England, on the other hand, the lodges are proud of the fact that their membership does not exceed 50, with every man knowing the other quite well. It is this feeling of personal friendship that makes 100% attendance in lodge meetings possible. What masonry needs is not nearly more masons, but better masons. If it were otherwise, we could, like other societies, associations, and clubs, conduct recruiting or membership campaigns and soon double the number of members in our order. On the contrary, we make it difficult for the profane to join our lodge. Not only solicitation of membership being strictly forbidden, but the past and present of those who volunteer for membership is and must be strictly scrutinized before they can be admitted to lodge for initiation. And even when admitted through our portals for initiation, they can still be turned back and refuse the benefits of masonry if their conduct while undergoing the initiatory ceremonies is not all that it should be. We cannot be too careful as to whom we admit to our temples. While creed, denomination, color, and politics cannot bar a man from admission to the order, we must make sure that the applicant will blend well with the other members of the lodge in which he seeks admission. A dissident member will do more than disrupt the harmony of the lodge than all might be done against the other order by its enemies. And I regret to say that in the province of Quebec, masonry has many enemies. People who have been deliberately misinformed about masonry, and I am sorry to say that a few of our brethren are sufficiently well informed concerning masonry to be able to adequately spread the correct information as to what history, philosophy, symbolisms, and aims and purpose our order that will help correct these false impressions concerning it.
There is considerably more to masonry than memorizing ritual. Behind each spoken word is a world of symbolism, tradition, and history. That is why at your initiation you were enjoined to make a daily progress in our secret arts and sciences. How few of us have ever given thought to that admonition as to making progress, given us when we were received into the Masonic fold. Possibly you have awaited for your officers to provide that additional instruction in masonry you were told to acquire, and you have awaited in vain routine initiation works taking up practically all of the time available, and thus you have considered masonry a sort of secondary religion, but recommending brotherly love and good conduct. But that is not enough, commendable as it is. Of course, the ideal way to handle that all-important problem would be to have a small Masonic reference library of your very own. A dozen or so books on the history, philosophy, and symbolism of masonry is all that is required for a start. And with the depreciated pound in England, it is surprising how little these books would cost if brought from English publishers, instead of Americans, whose prices are, in my mind, abnormally high. Another method is to invite well-versed Masons to address your meetings. I understand the Educational Committee of Grand Lodge has a available a list of speakers it recommends. Located where you are, it might not be easy to attract these speakers to your locality, but some of them surely travel this way, and the Educational Committee could help you, and gladly would if you expressed the desire to hear some of the speakers it recommends. The simplest method for painlessly imparting Masonic knowledge is to follow the method launched a year or so ago by the Royal Alexandra Lodge Number 104, situated on the outskirts of Montreal. In their anteroom of this lodge, fastened on the wall in a prominent position, is an unpretentious wooden box with a slot on the top, which can be slipped an envelope or a simple piece of paper. Above this box is a small but visible sign worded as follows. Don't be a Masonic illiterate. All questions pertaining to Masonry deposited in this box will be answered in open lodge at the next meeting. Write yours now. Before you forget, a pencil is available from the Tyler. After each meeting, the secretary opens the box and turns the contents over to the chairman of the ed educational committee. This committee meets before the following meeting and prepares concise answers. It happens that the committee of the three in charge of this work is very well versed in Masonry, but most questions are elementary and can be easily answered. Should questions that are more difficult arise, it is referred to the local study group, which is attended by most Masonic researchers in the Montreal area, and an adequate answer is soon provided, which can then be used by the local committee. There is also a Masonic Light Association in Montreal, which will gladly answer such difficult questions by mail, in time for your next meeting. This method ensures the protection of the anonymity of the inquirer. He therefore does not have to signal himself to the attention of his colleagues as a Masonic ignoramus. The answers rarely take more than ten minutes to read, and are read under the, under the agenda item of, For the Good of the Lodge. Thus all members benefit and add to their Masonic knowledge, and very often one question suggests another, so there are always three or four queries to be answered at each meeting. I would like each lodge in my district to inaugurate such a simple, uncomplicated system of Masonic study. I will gladly help you install it, and put you in touch with sources of information which would help you supply the answers. And all of this will cost you next to nothing above the cost of the box and a small sign, which one of your members can make as a contribution to the Masonic education in his lodge. Education, more education, that is what is required to make the individual member realize what is meant by the light that was restored to you at your initiation. And it is my ardent desire that in my district at least we have more and more members who are acquainted with the true secrets of Masonry, who understand the symbolism behind the words of the ritual. There it is, a simple way to keep a Masonic brother in your lodge, making his daily advancement in Masonic knowledge. 
Thank you for listening to the Digital Freemason. I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. If you would like a transcript of this podcast, please visit our website at www.kingeorgelodge.com. If you have any comments or ideas for further podcasts, please feel free to email me at podcast at kingeorgelodge.com. This wraps up the Digital Freemason for 2005, as I will be taking the Christmas holidays off to spend time with family and friends. I will catch up to you in the new year. So until then, I send you my warmest regards and wish you a very safe and happy Christmas.